All right, Kelly Robinson, and good morning. It is great morning, Texas. It's beautiful out there. Oh, my goodness, after all these miserable Saturdays and other things we've put up with, it is springtime. I, it's not official. Don't don't be planting the tomatoes yet, uh, Amarillo. It's not that official. Uh, you who are in uh, Corpus Christi, yeah, I think you can go ahead probably. It's just a crazy state, isn't it? It's tough to be a garden advisor in a state this big, but it sure is fun, and it sure is fun to call yourself a Texan. Welcome to uh, my program. Uh, for 35 years, I've been doing this program, and, and I have learned that it's exciting to get to advise the uh, plant people of Texas. From Alpine to Crockett, there's a difference in, uh, in climate and topography. I love my state. I love both parts of my state, the, the west and the east, and the north and the south. We broadcast to about 33 stations, and I love doing this. For 46 years, now I've been doing commercial broadcasting, and for 54 years, I've been doing uh, writing, commercial writing, garden writing. And, uh, you know, when you get paid to do your favorite hobby, that's the best it, it ever gets. If you'd like to call, I'd love to hear from you. It's 888-256-1080. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phone, screening the calls. So you'll talk to Jared first, and then you'll be ready to go on the air with me as David and Plano is. We'll get to David in just a moment. Toll free anywhere you can hear me. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Call now. Let's fill this hour up with your questions, my answers. 888-256-1080. We'll get the program underway in just a moment. First, I'd like to tell you about my book and uh, the special price I have for you for a limited time. It's just $34.95 for Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Now, this book has never been in stores. It's never been on Amazon, and that's on purpose. I wanted to be able to sign every copy as it sells and to be able to mail it directly to you. This is a small business project. It is not some mega corporation, some big national publishing house that would take the book and send it off to China to be printed. I wanted to do this myself. I wanted to hire my own editor, Carolyn Skye, and Cindy Smith as a graphic designer because these two ladies are the best in their craft and I knew that I wanted to work with them. So the three of us put this book together, 840 of my photographs, all of my words, a lifetime of my work, the best work I could possibly put out. This is what I want to give to my kids and grandkids and great-granddaughter Jackie and say this is the work of my career. And uh, I can do that for you. 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar, four pages per month, of what needs to be planted and pruned and fertilized and sprayed in that month in your landscape and garden for every county in the state of Texas. You'll never have to ask again, Neil, when should I do this or that? It's right there in chapter two. Chapters three through 11 are detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit and vegetables. It's a hardback printed on high-quality paper and printed in San Antonio. That way I could go to every press check, make sure it was just exactly the way I wanted it. And it is. So, I sign every copy. I guarantee your satisfaction, or you will get all of your money back with no questions asked. 
86,000 copies sold to date and not one request for a refund. There are two ways you can buy it since it isn't in stores or on Amazon. You can either call my office Monday through Friday business hours. That is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. Or the better way is to order it right now from my website, neilsperry.com. That's Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Let me tell you about the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association and their certification program for their employees. And uh, this is the employees of retail independent garden centers and other businesses, local independent retail businesses across the great state of Texas and wholesale for that matter. There are a lot of great nursery people who are uh, certified and master certified nursery professionals. They take a tough exam. It, it requires many weeks of training and uh, it is a difficult exam. Then the master certification program is even more challenging. Those who survive, those who pass that exam, those are the leaders in the nursery industry. Those are the name badges. Those are the emblems you want to look for. And you'll find them at member nurseries of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. You know that their advice will be timely and it will be reliable. You know that the products that they sell will be good products and the services they perform will be done well. That's the Texas Certification and Master Certification Program of the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. I'll have more after this message. All right, Kelly, thank you very much. We have an open line. Why don't you go ahead and grab that now? Don't be calling at a quarter of 12 and saying, I'm so glad I got you. I'm sorry you only have 10 seconds to talk to me. You have all the time you need if you'll call now. That's 888-256-1080. Call early in the program. That's the secret, 888-256-1080. David is in Plano. David, thanks for calling. How can I help? Okay, I got a question. I have uh, two shrub beds in my front yard on either side of my sidewalk, and the first plant I had was a juga on both sides, and it died due to some disease. I mean, it was there one day and gone the next. So I'm replacing that, and I came up with two. One was Mondo grass, and the other was Lamium. And just wanted your opinion on that. Now, they're both under Schumard Red Oak, so it gets shade in the, in the summer, but sun during the winter. And then on one side of the um, sidewalk, it gets morning sun since they're on the east side. And so okay. of those two, I'm also open to planning you know one on one side and the other on the other side if that makes sense oh it does all right uh several questions i want to ask you uh and and isn't that amazing how a juga can disappear that happened to me a long time ago i got burned badly on a juga for big plantings i still use it but i'll use it in a manageable size area like two square feet <laughs> that i can oh, afford okay. to lose <laughs> I had I had about three or four hundred square feet of ground cover, and it was beautiful one day. And where did it go the next day? It's it was uh, quick. It, it's a yeah, it is a stem rotting disease. And folks, you've never seen anything take a, a whole bed of 
any plant so quickly it just leaves you with white spores all over the ground um, as far as uh, those ground covers how how tall do you want your ground cover to be well the, you know the achucos is about six inches and I, w- I wasn't looking for much higher than that because it's the first planting in the shrub bed so okay, as I, I go can, towards I the house it's gonna, yeah it's going to get I've, uh, I've had larger. all three of them and and they come in different heights uh, to some degree. I was hoping you did not want dwarf mondo grass. I just am not a big fan of it. In it's kind of like the ajuga. I use it in small places, like in in uh, places between stepping stones and such. But on a ground cover bed, I'll use regular mondo grass. I have used it by the ton and been really happy with it. I probably half an acre of it uh, that over 30 years, 35 years, I have propagated myself we have almost no sun anymore in our landscape okay. the country and trees have gotten bigger it's a go-to great ground cover regular uh monkey grass or mondo grass so that's going to be one that i'm going to hold up and say all right you got to beat this one before i'm going to recommend you i have lamium um and uh some people may not be fam- most people won't be familiar with that it's called dead nettle uh <laughs> lamium is a little nicer name but it's a, a lovely ground cover. There are several different types of it. Uh, some of them spread fairly uh, luxuriantly and some of them are rather clumping. Uh, and it's very pretty. I lost a bunch of it in the cold in 21. Um, and uh, But it will come back. I just don't want to have to start over with it. I had a, a planting that escaped its original area and took over about 20 by 20 feet um, out in the in the woods. It's not invasive. It would have been easy just to mow it and it'd go away. But I liked the look of it where it was. It was doing fine. I occasionally, I'd throw some water on it. It was very pretty. And so I propagated some of that and made a bed out of it. Uh, so that is, that's an okay one. But I think it will be a little, uh, I think it might be a little more aggressive than you want in a, in a confined area right by your walk. Uh, if you have okay, you mean aggressive, it, it, it spreads it, it quite a grows. bit? It sends out runners, the one I have, and I don't know oh. the names. I'm sorry, I've never been able to key it out and find, find names for them. Um, but uh, the one I have produces uh, uh, stolons, and it, it grows like Bermuda grass. It will just send out an 18 or 24-inch runner and root and keep going. And... Uh, so, and then there are some that make tufts of, uh, of ground cover. If you can tell that it's just a very tufting type, you can try it. You can get rid of it quickly if you don't like it. They're, they're beautiful plants. And so if you wanted to try that on one side, I, I, I would have no fault to find with it. But I know that you'll like the Amondo grass. It would make you a very statement. Um, the lamium is, is pretty. I probably wouldn't have it right by the door. I'd probably have it in a little larger bed uh, back away from the door a little bit and where it could be featured in a, sm- a larger area. I'm um, trying to oh. think of other ground covers that I... Go ahead. You want to say something? Yeah, I was looking at your book, and that's where I came up with, with these two. Uh, and it said lamium. Uh, the width was like 18 inches. It, it it didn't say it spread. It just said 18 inches. So that's why I was thinking that may be okay for me. Well, uh, it, it will. It'll be 24 inches then. Okay. <laughs> a little more. 
but I've grown it for 30 years. It's not like okay. I forgot to put that in. It's, uh, uh, it's easy to trim it. It is very easy to keep it in bounds. Okay. It's, it's okay. almost like and, a soft uh, perennial rather than the ground cover. It's, it's not, it's not uh, terrifically woody. It's nothing like uh, winter creeper or Asian jasmine or uh, any of the other vining ground cover. Not nearly that woody. Yeah, I just didn't want it to spread that much. Now, the question is, second question is, which one would you recommend to plant on the east side of the sidewalk versus the west side? East side getting more of the sun in the morning, and the west That's side getting the lamium. My my lamium okay. gets more sun than the uh, than the mondo grass does. Mondo grass can handle a little bit of sun, um, but I have my lamium in in morning sun, and it's done very very well. Okay, um, that's, and, and that's, like I say, there are several different lamiums, several different uh, 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 selections, and and I would look. You're going to have to get to a really good nursery that has a very good selection of uh, perennials. You are in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I'm going to say North Haven Gardens would be one to go to. Uh, Shades of Green Nursery, I have seen it there. I don't know about Callaways, they might, but I know that North Haven and Shades of Green will have uh, lamiums. Okay, okay, great. Well, that uh, answers my question. All right, they're they're both uh, they're both great plants. There's some other uh, fun ground covers, but uh, in a smaller area, I think those are two two interesting ones. So good luck with it. Appreciate your thank call. Thank you very thank you very much. Have, have a good one, David. You yeah. betcha. Have a good one. All right, folks, give us a call, won't you please? Simple as that. I really enjoy the uh, the uh, uh, unusual questions that are not just uh, my live oak is losing its bark questions. Sometimes, you know, you just get the same question time after time, and, and to an individual, those are very important, and I understand that. When I go in with my car to have it repaired, I know that my questions are very basic, and they're very kind to me and very patient because that's not my anything I understand very well. 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080. I have a mind set, and that is that everybody ought to have to work retail for one month. They ought to have to wait tables, and they ought to have to work in a retail store and deal with the public. And if it could be, uh, uh, oh, maybe in a, uh, let me think, uh, toy store the month before Christmas. That would be the best. You learn to be patient. All right, we will come back and go to a Fred in Bryan. He has a monkey grass, mondo grass question. We'll come back and go to him in just a moment. Let me tell you about the Fertilone Company. This is a company that's been in the nursery industry longer than I have. Uh, they were there when I got there, and it's really a neat deal. This is a, a company that is owned by, it's, it's a uh, a co-op owned by a lot of people in the nursery industry. Voluntary Purchasing Group, VPG, in Bonham, and they have fertilome and high yield products. And this is why they are so vitally uh, interested in your buying from independent retail garden centers. They care about supporting those businesses. And I do too. That's why I'm proud to support them. Soils are warming, weed seeds are germinating, I have good news for you. You can prevent those grassy and broadleaf weeds by applying high-yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stopper containing dimension. Dimension.
in the granular product that provides pre-emergent control of crabgrass and grass burrs and a lot of other grassy and even broadleaf weeds when applied prior to germination. You need to get on this right away. High yield turf and ornamental weed and grass stoppers are for use in your lawn and ornamental beds because it won't harm established turf, shrubs, trees, or other desirable plants. It controls crabgrass, grass burr, oxalis, purslane, and others. You apply it every 90 to 120 days for year-round control. One of the great things about the makers of Fertilum and High Yield is that they are dedicated to supporting local retailers. Just what I told you. That's why they always suggest that you buy their products. Now, the only place you're going to find their products would be at independent retail garden centers, independent retail hardware stores, and yes, there are plenty of them, and independent feed stores in your town. Support them and buy high-yield products like high-yield turf and ornamental weed and grass topper containing dimension. I'll be back with more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very, very much. This is a time of year that is just one of my favorites because this is the time of year that all of the public schools have their UIL competitions and you get to go and hear the fine arts and well, so many things. Uh, but but uh, my wife is a music major from Ohio State and uh, is also a 40 year veteran school board member in McKinney. And uh, we go to as many of the UIL uh, as we can you're welcome to go sit in and listen you can go back in and and listen to them and watch them do the sight reading part of the competition oh my goodness I don't read music I don't sing on key I don't do things like that that's just not anything I understand my ear doesn't hear it hers does our grandson Joseph oh my gosh uh, Lynn has constantly said I believe Joseph has perfect pitch and uh, all he thinks, he's an eighth grader, all he thinks about, start a day till he finally passes out in the night, is music. It's all he talks about, music. He and Lynn talk, talk, talk. And it's just exciting to see these kids come alive. We have, I don't know how many it is, it's like 70% of the kids in the fine arts program in the McKinney Independent School District. And uh, it's just so exciting to hear them playing in orchestra and in band and choir. And uh, that's going on right now. Support your local public schools and, and be there for the kids. Golly, there's a lot of talent. Joseph, as we speak, is uh, in the eighth grade drum corps that is at the high school where his classmates will be attending. He's, he has to switch schools. He's in a little part of our city where he'll be going to a different high school he'll be leaving all of his classmates he doesn't seem to be terribly brokenhearted about it he'll find a lot of new friends but anyway he's uh, he is leading the the uh, cadence to march in his students he's playing marimba and drums along with the drum corps today at, at the high school to bring his class in his big class that will be coming into the high school they're getting some kind of orientation today Wish I could be there to watch. Lynn is, so that's fun. And our granddaughter, our oldest granddaughter, who will, how old is she? I don't know, she's 20 or 21. Um, a neuroscience major at UT. Woo. <laughs> so it just, it's fun. 
Let's go to Fred and Brian. Fred, this is Neil in the town I grew up in. How can I help you today? Well, thanks for taking my call, Neil. Uh, I think we spoke uh, last year, but uh, what my question was, I've got a couple actually, but uh, my dad, we at a house where I grew up in Dallas, we had mon- he called it monkey grass or jack grass, and it took sun. It, the sun didn't hurt it or burn it up. I planted a little ground cover last year that didn't didn't do well. And I, is mondo grass and jack grass the same thing, or monkey grass? Uh, monkey grass has four names. Um, Ophiopogon is the the scientific name. Ophiopogon japonicus, I believe. Uh, mondo grass is a another name that I've tried to go to. Monkey grass is the the old common name that a lot of people still use. I had uh, I've only had to take uh, two calls off the air and dump those calls in in 450,000 calls in 47 years and one of them had to do with monkey grass and so uh, as a result I I switched over to calling it mondo grass Um, and uh, so those are those are all synonymous and uh, as far as the sunlight is concerned like I say I have a lot of mondo grass monkey grass in my landscape and it holds up in the sun okay why it would do well in Dallas and not in College Station or Bryan, um, I can offer a couple of suggestions. One would be that he may have done just a little better bed preparation. The soils are no better in the Dallas area than they are in College Station. I've lived in both places for many, many years. Um, but the water is probably better in Dallas. You have a lot of sodium in your water in Brazos County. And yes. that would be a detriment. And I, I don't know... Uh, I don't know your care technique as compared to his. Maybe you let it get too dry. I don't like to put it where it's going to get full sun because I think there is a tendency for it to bleach and burn. So uh, if I'm going to have it in any sun, it's going to be morning sun, afternoon shade. And well, it'll, and it'll that, tolerate that, and it'll probably tolerate <clears throat> full sun. Well, it's it, it that's it gets the morning sun, and then uh, you know at the height of the day, it's 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 hot. But uh, anyway, then it's in the shade because it's in the front, and my house faces uh, east, northeast, I guess, sort of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and anyway, I I just wanted something that a little, a little more hardy. Uh, do, do you do you notice that it looks better where it's back under some shrubs or in just any? micro spot that has a little more shade well no see I, I'm, what i was thinking about doing is pulling some uh, changing it out and taking some of that and putting it under some of my oak trees uh that uh, you it'll know do to, fine okay it'll do fine. uh yeah and then uh another question was i bought some hanging uh baskets or one, or one or two i can't remember uh they're two tier and and i I thought I was hanging them in my kitchen, but they won't work. So I was thinking of putting uh, some bougainvillea in there, but with a Spanish moss as a ba- as a base, and then just putting the soil out of the container uh, with the bougainvillea and hanging it in a tree that'll get morning sun and then shade. Okay. How Does that sound like a good baskets? plan? I I, uh, I don't know yet. I have a couple of questions. Well, 12, back. How large are the baskets? 
12, the, the top one's, I think, is 12 inches across, and the lower one is, like, 14 or 15. All right. Uh, and they're about two or three inches. Bougainvilleas are huge. Bougainvilleas get huge. You've seen bougainvilleas yes, in the ground in Houston, and those those plants can get 15 or 20 feet across. So I, right. I worry that you're not going to have root room. Uh, bougainvilleas also bloom well in baskets, but I think you need a larger basket probably. Um, or they might might do better for you in a large container on the ground. Um, well, okay. But you okay. can surely try it. And, and you see beautiful bougainvillea baskets. It will just stunt the growth. You'll have to be very attentive to watering so it doesn't get uh, too dry in a hurry. You may have to water twice a day in August. Right. Well, in the, uh, with the medium, let's say it's a four-inch pot uh, of, of a bougainvillea, and, you know, put the Spanish moss in there and then maybe spread out the the root add some add some soil or medium to that and no it i know it had to be kept pretty moist uh, especially in the summer but my thought was if they get do get healthy and grow at that point i can put them either in the ground or in a bigger pot on the ground all right thank you kelly 888-256-1080 uh, obviously, I can't ignore the fact that we had some kind of technical issue. I will say that at my end, everything was absolutely perfect. I canceled and reconnected, and it looks the same now as it did before. So I don't know what the problem was. I don't think it was here. Uh, but we are where we are. This is a, a no-blame, no-fault kind of a deal. We just try to get through life, you know? It's the way life is. Uh, I will go back and, and deal with some of Fred's questions in just a moment because I could hear I just couldn't be heard. It's a sad commentary. That's what happens when you're a grandpa. <laughs> let me uh, let me take a, a enough of a break to tell you about my book one more time, and that'll take our third break out of the out of the picture here. Uh, my book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It has has Adirondack chair on the uh, cover, not uh, the cowboy boots, and uh, so as a result, it uh, is uh, not the one you're going to see when you go into stores. Uh, it is available only through my office, through my website, neilsperry.com. I'd like to have you go there and take a look at it because I think you'll say, man, I do want some of that. And here's what you'll get with the book. You'll get the best work that I have turned out in my career. It represents the summation of all of the things that I've said in my career, all the things I've uh, uh, broadcast and written about in my career. Seriously. And... Uh, I worked more than a year writing this book. I worked a whole lifetime learning what I put into this book. It has 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening for every county in the state of Texas. Every time I started writing something, I thought, does this work in Beaumont? Does it work in Alpine? Does it work in Amarillo and Corpus Christi and Texarkana? It was a challenge, and it was fun. Working with Carolyn Skye, my editor, and Cindy Smith, the graphic designer, what a team, what a great team I, I got to choose and, and work with. That's what happens when you self-publish. I also was able to say, I don't want to put this in stores. I don't want to put it on Amazon because I want to sign every copy as it sells. It's $34.95. I chose to have it printed on high-quality paper and to have it printed in Texas, not in China. There's two reasons. I wanted it to, to be Texas people who benefited from the printing business, not foreign people. 
that was important to me and it still would be if I made the decision today. And I wanted to go to the press checks to be able to say to those Texas people in my own native tongue, yeah, it needs a little more green, needs a little more red here or there. And they'll say, yeah, he said that all right. A lot of times we had a good time working together. 43 press checks. I was there for three weeks. So it's 11 chapters covering lawns, landscapes, trees, shrubs, flowers, vegetables, fruit, the whole works. Now, it's not in stores, not on Amazon. You buy it from my website, neilsperry.com, or you call my office weekdays during business hours. That's 800-752-GROW. That's your money. 6,000 copies out there. I guess people are happy with it. And uh, you also can call my office weekday hours. Oh, I said that. 800 752 Four seven six nine. The better way, though, is to order it right now at neilsperry.com. N e i l s p e r r y. dot com. I'll have more after these messages. All right, Kelly. Thank you very much. Back to uh, Fred in Brian, who was asking about using a, a bougainvillea in his double hanging basket. I don't think you're going to find bougainvilleas in four-inch pots. In uh, all that chaos of the lines cutting in and out, uh, I thought that's what I heard him say he was going to do. Um, I don't think you'll find them that small unless you're propagating your own. Um, I guess you could do that, but that's going to take so long to get up to flowering size. And bougainvilleas bloom, and then they quit blooming for several months. I, I, that's just not the way I'd want to grow a bougainvillea, I don't believe, personally. I think I'd rather have uh, any of the many other good uh, hanging basket plants uh, in my in my basket. Uh, there are dozens of them, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go to a garden center and shop to your heart's content of some of the others that will hold up in the heat of the summer. I don't know that I'd go in right now because they're they're not uh, stocked with those yet. Those will show up in late April, May, and I. I'd fill my basket at that time with things that will go all the way through the summer. Uh, you need to know where you're going to hang it, whether it be sun or shade, and then you can get some great things that will give you a lot of color at that point. I hope that answers what I did not hear completely. Let me go to Don in, uh, let me give you the phone number also. Well, we're pretty tight on time. I'll just go to Don in Madisonville. Don, this is Neil. Good morning. How can I help you? Uh, Neil, I'm using the 15510 on my garden and uh, and lawn, and I've just some others have used the uh, lime added to it for real good. Is there any benefit of additional adding to the lime to the 15510? What is the pH of your soil, sir? What is the pH of soil what is the acidity of your soil it's a you should have a numeric I, I think reading about, I think it's about six or eight somewhere in that area well, there is a huge huge difference between six and eight eight and is highly sandy, alkaline a sandy type soil here in Madisonville no, yeah, hang on, hang on a second though. Uh, sand and clay and such has nothing to do with the pH. Eight is highly alkaline. You would you would just 
it's pouring gasoline on a fire to put lime on on a on an alkaline soil. Six probably doesn't need lime. You need to have your soil tested and know what the pH is. You could probably call your extension office there in Madisonville and ask what is the pH of our soil here. Do I need to be adding lime? I grew up next door to you in Bryan, and we didn't need to add lime there. Uh, you don't have to go too far east of you before you might have to add lime. So you're kind of on the dividing line. But I'd be, I've been coming through Madison. You've got your video turned awfully loud. Um, I've been coming through Madisonville every couple of months lately, and, and uh, it just does not look like an, a neighborhood that needs to be adding lime to the, to the fertilizer, to the, to the soil. I'd be surprised if you needed to. All right, Don, I hope that helps. I think having the radio on is confusing things a little bit there. I can hear it in the background. Appreciate your call very much. Folks, I'm going to take my last break, and we'll finish out with a couple of comments. Uh, you need to have that soil tested every few years. Uh, the pH, uh, uh, ideally for plants, would be 6 to 6.5. Most of us are not blessed with a pH in that area. Uh, we're more likely to have a six, a seven or seven point five. East Texas will have the acidic soils, uh, the eastern uh, twenty percent of the state, the piney woods. Uh, then you get to Interstate forty-five and especially Interstate thirty-five, and then it goes up to seven, seven and a half. And in most of those areas, the uh, irrigation water, the lake water, will be more alkaline than the than the uh, the soil is. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my electronic newsletter. It is free and always will be. We've been doing it 20 years and 10 weeks now. I think it's 10 weeks, 20 years. And uh, it always has been free. It is weekly, Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. to get you ready for the weekend. There always are five stories of featured plant of the week, gardening this weekend, where I point out things that need to be done that weekend. And, uh, you, and my answers to your gardening questions and a couple of other stories that I think you'll find very useful. So that's what eGardens is all about. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website to neilsperry.com. Same place you go to buy my book, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. And then click on the eGardens tab. If you'll scroll down just a little bit, you'll see a chance to look at the latest edition which was just put out uh, two days ago. And uh, you can see what it looks like, and I think you'll say, yeah, I want that. And uh, you sign up right there on the same link for Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look, sign up, tell us about it if you already get it. We have about 80,000 subscribers. I will never spam you. You'll never get anything from anybody else. I never give or sell your email address to anyone. So all you'll get is a, an eGardens every Thursday right at 6 o'clock. That's how it is. Neil Sperry's eGardens at neilsperry.com. Then I finally want to end up with a word on the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, their certification program for the best plants, the best products, and the best service that any industry can possibly provide. You want to go to the best experts from the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association men and women who have banded together decades ago to ensure that you're getting the best. Shop where you see the name badges and emblems of certified landscape professionals and certified nursery professionals. That is the pros, the best in the business, 
Texas Certified and Texas Master Certified Nursery Professionals. More after this message. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, while you were listening to a local ad, the uh, network plays what is called a cover ad, uh, public service announcement. It was, I believe it was the National Federation for the Blind. Um, and it reminded me, I have spent a couple of times this morning talking to grandkids. Our grandson, Joseph, was telling us what he has signed up for for his freshman year in high school. I asked him what language he's going to be taking. It's always interesting. Spanish is just such a useful language. And uh, so that's always our hope. And uh, but he has another very useful language. I really I didn't even know it was taught in public schools. Oh my goodness, it's American Sign Language, and he will be taking that. And he said he can take four years of it if he wishes. So that's just he wants to go into engineering as well. So he's probably going to get a lot more math and science. But good for him. That's uh, it's, that's a fun one to think about. So good for him and that's a give back kind of a thing it's all about giving back to society it seems like i hope you have a wonderful uh, gardening week a lot of good opportunities right now with the weather being so cooperative it's just beautiful out there it's going to get cool this week i noticed in the extended forecast there's some cool weather scheduled don't rush it in your part of texas find out when the average date of the last killing freeze is and respect that date because uh, forecasts only go out 10 or 14 days and there's still stuff lurking around the corner in many parts of the state. But in the meanwhile, have a great one. Jared Taylor, thank you for putting the program together well today and to everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy gardening.